Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Everybody, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. And today I have Zara Mahoon and Natalie Flowers on as the guest. And we will be talking about the laws of attraction and how it can, you know, affect our lives and how we can use it to move forward. And Zara has a new, well, I don't know if it's a new book, but she's got a book because she's written so many of them. But it is called Why Me? And if you go to her website, www.zmonhoon.com, you can download it for free. So, but before we get into that, please remember to rate the podcast and on Spotify or iTunes, or if you're watching on YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. If you've already done that because you're awesome, then please share the video with someone you care about. So without further ado, let me bring on Natalie and Zara. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I know it's been a while since we talked, but tell the audience about your background and then what you do. Natalie, you want to go first? Sure. I have a couple different things in my background. I was actually an HR manager for about 15 years. So boy, (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot with dealing with a whole bunch of different kinds of people, different lumps of life and and fun things. And then I, like everybody else at some point in time, was having a crisis in my life and was looking for self-help and self-help things. And I discovered the law of attraction through that. Then through all of those things, I found Sarah Mavoon. I've been working with her for a number of years, and she and I actually decided to collaborate on the intuitive parenting portal. So we give recommendations and advice on parenting based on the law of attraction in everything that we do. Awesome. I mean, you have to be one tough lady to be in HR for so many years. (laughs) So, I mean, I... You know, I've had to deal with HRs, you know, in the job I work. So kudos to you. <laughs> yes. And I do have, I have a son. I have a 12-year-old son. So I am a parent as well. So real life experiences apply to this as well. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. So you already have a little bit of an introduction about me. I am the author of 15 books on the subject of law of attraction. And my the book I wrote on parenting is probably one of the earliest books that I wrote. And I think that if we can teach our children 
law of attraction and set them up for success. There's nothing more valuable that, than that that I can think of. I have two children and I am very proud of them and their successes. And I've raised them using law of attraction. And as I see them and I see other children, their friends, etc., I see the differences mm-hmm. between how children are raised and the problems children encounter and how they deal with those problems and various parenting styles. And I can tell you that from where I stand, I think that if parents could learn about law of attraction, Mm -hmm. I think that we would be making life a lot easier for children. Well, explain the law of attraction to us. Law of attraction basically is very simple. It says that whatever you send out comes back like a boomerang. Whatever your vibration, your thoughts, your emotions contribute to the universe, you receive the equivalent of that back from the universe. Mm-hmm. So it differentiates between intention and attention. Your intention and attention can be different. Law of attraction responds to your attention, not your intention. Mm. And I think that that is actually one of the things that goes wrong with us as humans is that uh, we feel that God, the universe, should respond to our intention. When my intention was good, how come I got this? That's where the problem comes from because the universe does not respond to intentions. It responds to attention. So if, if, for example, if you have an argument with someone and you think, why did this this person talk to me this way? Right. Your intention and your attention are not in the same place because your intention is to have a good conversation, but your attention is on the fact that this is someone that you have difficulty communicating with. So that's basically understanding that is the key to understanding love. So, I mean, how do you figure out what your attention and intention needs to be? And how do you align those? Well, if you talk about and think about what you intend, then your intention and attention will be in the same place. What happens is we intend one thing and talk about another. That's what goes wrong. <laughs> So, you know, where some people say, or they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, like they say one thing and they do another or. Not exactly. It's not so much about walk your talk, although that is an extension of it. It's Mm -hmm. more like, uh, for example, I say my son doesn't wake up for school on time. That's what I'm talking about. But that's not my intention is that he should wake up on time. But I'm talking about the opposite of what I intend. So instead of saying my son does not wake up on time for school, it would be better for me to say, wouldn't it be nice if my son woke up on time for school? Or I would really love it. I would really appreciate it if my son woke up on time for school. Now, talking about what you intend instead of the opposite of it. Because when you talk us, Whatever you talk about is what you get more of. So if I say my son doesn't work, uh, wake up on time for school, I'm going to get more occasions of him not waking up on time for school. Right, right. Okay, I think it's starting to make sense to me because 
you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if my intention is to do this, then I should do things, you know, to complete those intentions. Yes, but how do you talk about it? Is the universe is listening to every thought that you think about thing that you want to accomplish. Right. So your thoughts has to support what you want to do instead of the other way around. And to take it a little bit further from what Sierra is saying, so mm -hmm. if you continue that story that my son doesn't wake up one time and then you call your friend and you say, oh my goodness, he never gets up one time. You're then furthering that statement that he doesn't wake up one time instead of being able to say, I really would like it if he woke up one time. Like it, it's a subtle difference between the two, but it's almost like the glass half full, that glass half full. So look at it. So let's say your son had somebody at school that was really nasty to him. Yeah. So could have a conversation and just say, it's okay, they were probably just having a bad day and move on with it and, and it would be okay. But if right. that instance, you call your friend and say, oh my goodness, there was this child at school who was horrible to my son. Now you're putting more and more attention to that bad thing that happened. And okay. it's saying to your son, it's okay, he was probably having a bad day, no big deal, let's go on and letting it go at that point in time. Right. Okay, I started to come clear in my mind. So it's basically, so when you say, you know, my son never gets up on time, it's like making a, a negative statement about his actions instead of saying, I would prefer if you would wake up on time. You know, it would be easier if you woke up on time. So, oh my Lord, that was just, <laughs> I can think of all kinds of stuff I've said that in the totally wrong way. <laughs> so anytime you start a statement with you, you know, it's one of the things that I learned is that it, automatically can create a negative tone or a accusatory to the person you're speaking to. Like, you sh should have, or you never, you know, those are things that they discourage us from saying, but me, I just, you know, <laughs> oh my Lord, I, that just, <laughs> that just took me back to a whole bunch of things that I said to my kids. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be a cup of Jesus meeting, so. <laughs> Trust me, when, when we encountered law of attraction and we had to analyze and dissect how we were thinking and change it around, mm -hmm. it took work. But I can also tell you that the rewards of doing the work are massive because yeah. it does change completely. Your children will behave completely differently with you. Mm -hmm. And it just creates a much nicer atmosphere and right. parents and children. And it feels empowering. You feel so much better. Because right. we don't feel good when we put our children down. Yeah. You know, like if I if I shout at my son. I'm going to stew over that all day. <laughs> really? I know. <laughs> so when you use law of attraction, that doesn't, that stops happening. That kind of mm -hmm. thing stops happening. And yeah. it leads to you feeling better and your child also feeling more confident in being able to communicate with you. 
Yeah, and not afraid that his mom is going to spew out these negative statements. <laughs> so it gives, it gives everybody a better relationship. There's a, there's a common, you know, Sarah talks about one of the stories with her kids too, that, that when she yells at them, they laugh at her now. <laughs> and that's, it's actually a good thing to, to teach your children. Like, it's not you, it's me. It's how I'm feeling about the situation. Yeah, so, it's, it's some of those tips and tools that that we are teaching parents that we are giving them not to make a, a huge jump from night to day in, in one instance, but to give them tools and resources to learn how to make a shift, how to improve relationships overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we could probably teach this to all the teachers too. I bet they could probably use some help oh, along with the parents. <laughs> Yes. So, so, I mean, so if I decided, okay, I'm going to implement this in my everyday life, what would be my first thing that I would need to do? You know, because if I don't know, like if I say something and it doesn't strike me as, you know, mm-hmm. not the correct thing to say, I'm just going to keep saying it. So unless there's a trigger or something, you know, that says, oh, wait a minute, you need to rearrange that. So one of the things that I like doing and have done in order to help me change the way I I talk is to ask myself when I'm saying something, am I coming from a place of love or am I coming from a place of a negative emotion? If I'm coming from anger or irritation or frustration or fear that, you know, my child is going to do something wrong, if I'm coming from a negative emotion, Mm-hmm. Then I, the wording that you use when you're experiencing a negative emotion is very different from the wording that you use when you are coming from a place of love. And yeah. your child can feel that. Mm-hmm. The child can tell the difference just by your tone of voice and the words you're using, how loud you're speaking. Your child can tell whether you're at that moment feeling love for them or not. And children will not listen unless you're speaking from a place of love. So the mm-hmm. thing to ask yourself is, am I talking from a place of anger? If I am, then I need to go away and cool down first mm-hmm. before I have a conversation. Because I should always, even when I'm asking a child to do something different from the way they're doing, I should make the child feel love and not make them feel that I don't care about them. Because react when you make them feel like they're not cared about. Mm-hmm. That is a very good indicator. You know, it's how, how am I feeling? You know, there's a lot of times when we just off the cuff will say something because we're aggravated. And definitely that would be a moment where I would probably need to put myself in time out in the bathroom or something. And <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that when my boys were little. They're all adults now, but I could probably still do that today. <laughs> well, and that time out, even if it's not in the bathroom, like, but taking a couple <laughs> seconds to breathe yeah. and at least clear your mind a little bit, say, how do I want to handle this to yourself or something of the sort, just, just to relax a little bit instead of that immediate response that might not be a yeah. response to right. your child. So have you had the opportunity to work with maybe parents or kids that have attention deficit or some kind of behavioral, you know, disorder? 
I mean, does this help with that or? Absolutely, it does. And I come from the premise that there's no such thing as a deficit. It's just that children need different type of handling. Mm-hmm. You see, here's the thing. It's law of attraction again. Nikki, if you say that my child has a deficit, then what are you perpetuating? Because law of attraction is even more. Oh, yeah. That. Right? So <laughs> we don't call it a deficit. We just say, okay, this is a different type of a child. This okay. child needs to be dealt with differently. So let's okay. figure out what is the best way to deal with this child. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. I could have definitely used that because my oldest, well, they diagnosed him with that, but that wasn't what was the issue. But so it would just mean you would just need to slow down more and be more patient and definitely choose your words when speaking to, you know, a child that you would need to handle differently. Yes, absolutely. Because you don't want the child to feel that they are less than anyone else either because then that label stays with the child forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have a child with special needs, but I brought her up in a way that I never made her feel that she had any such special needs. Right. It's more the impact on self-worth is completely different. You know, like... I understand completely. Parents who have children with special needs want their children to be treated like normal children. But if you don't treat your child like a normal child, then no one else will either. Oh, bam. She just laid it down there. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good because, (laughs) like you said, they, you know, their attention doesn't match their attention. So, yeah, Yeah. it's right. So you challenge just children who have any type of thing that makes them stick out because they're not like the other children. They need more from their parents. They need more love. They need more more support. They just need more of everything. They need more time. They they need more of your patience. They just need more of everything. That doesn't mean that they are effective. It just means that they need more. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R F-M to get started. Right, right. And that's one of the first things in the courses that Sierra and I have out there as well, is a lot of the courses say, don't put a label on your child, yeah. whether it's something with 
personality traits or medical issues or any of those. Again, once you put the label on it, everyone else knows that label and their attention and their focus goes to that instead of just coming from the place of love. And again, just what Zira said, focus on that, you're going to get more of it. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. So I see one of the questions here was, can the law of attraction be proven scientifically? Yes, absolutely. So how do they do that? Well, the law of attraction is based on physics. Uh So because thought is energy, thought is a type of energy. All the rules of physics that apply to energy, such as light, heat, electricity, also apply to thought. So just like, for example, we convey our energy, our physical energy to an object. Thought energy also is conveyed the object of your attention. Whatever the object of your attention is, that is absorbing your energy, your thought energy. So for example, heat, we apply heat to something. It warms up, it absorbs heat energy, right? Since I heated this, it's absorbing heat energy. Whatever you put your thought on is absorbing your thought. The more it absorbs your thought, the more you're pulling that thing towards you. Mm -hmm. So you're pulling it into your future by giving it your attention because attention is the conveyance of energy. So you want to give your energy to those things that you actually want to see happen because it is literally a transfer of energy. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, that was, I had talked to somebody, I think yesterday, and he was talking about vibrations like that are in you, you know, do, do you have good vibrations? Are they high, you know, vibrations? And I can see that being the same as, you know, applying to the law of attractions or those, you know, going hand in hand with each other. Yes, absolutely. So your thoughts vibrate Mm -hmm. because just like electricity, there's a vibration in it. Heat, there's a vibration in it. Light has a frequency. That frequency is a vibration. So thoughts also have a frequency. That's what we call the vibration. I love that. Yeah. I mean, when you get electrocuted, it definitely creates a vibration. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so how do you get your you know if you are someone who is always have some kind of a conflict in yourself because maybe you don't know what you want your intention to be how do you get your heart and your mind aligned so that you know you could focus positively and be a positive influence on your children So your heart is the place where your desire is born. Your mind will talk you out of it because your mind will talk you out of it because it doesn't have evidence to prove that you can have your desire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Your mind wants to keep you away from disappointment. So it would much rather you didn't go after things that are unrealistic and they are unrealistic because your mind hasn't proven them to be true. And the example that I like using is mankind thought that the earth was flat until one person said, I don't believe that. (laughs) Yeah. So you see, because why did people think that the earth was flat? Because they didn't have proof that it was any other way. Yeah. So your heart 
asks for things, your heart wants things, your mind says no, but you can always find a way to go to those things just because you don't see the evidence of it doesn't mean that they're not possible. Oh, yeah. Everything is possible. Yeah. Everything is possible. So don't say no to it just because you don't know that it is. Right. And tell your mind to just be quiet for the minute. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Yes. But there are fun games that fun ways too that that the people starting out with law of attraction, like read any of the books on them, which I had read a lot of books on it. There are ways to prove it to yourself too. There are fun little games that you can see. So yeah, I'm sitting here telling you how much there exists, how much there is, until you prove it to yourself. You're not really going to believe it anyway. So there are, oh yeah, there are, and there are, you know, fun little games that you play just to prove it to yourself. And once you start proving it to yourself and seeing the results and seeing that, oh, that worked. Oh, that's really and and yeah. yeah. You get some fun with it and some excitement built around it. It leads you more and more into other things. And again, we always say, as long as it feels good, which we go for the feeling of it, as long as it feels good, you're going in the right direction. Right. Well, that is so interesting. I mean, whenever I would hear about laws of attraction, I would think about two people in love, you know, they're physically attracted or mentally attracted, you know, so just... Thinking of this in a completely different point of view is, is, I mean, I really wish I had known this. I mean, I guess in a way I did, but I didn't know that's what it was called, you know. So I've always been there. You've always known about it. You know, this is, it's not new. It's just that the term, you know how Yeah. has always been there. Yeah. And I normally, like, I also refer to it as karma, even though it's not exactly karma, but people really <laughs> karma of yeah. what you put out is what you get back. So, yeah, that's a simple way for some people to at least start getting the hang of it. That's what it's somebody initially asked, what it is I start with that? Because there are not many people that don't know what karma is. Um, right good idea of it so it's easy to relate that and then transfer it and say a little more about the attention and the intention and go further from there once they right so what about someone who is you know this perfect person and they they give out their you know good attentions but they just still are getting a crap load of stuff back you know bad things are happening to them and piano fell on their head, you know, and, you know, and they're just a normally a happy person, you know, and they do good things. I mean, how does someone, I mean, me, I would get bad about it, you know, but there are, I do know some people that, you know, whatever comes, whatever, this is what it is. And they're still happy and they still are, you know, are good to people and, and do good things. I mean, I, that kind of boggles my mind how that happens. Nikki, it's it's about what's happening in your internal world. Mm-hmm. So their heart and their mind are aligned, right? Love for attraction is responding to every thought that you think, whether or not you verbalize it. Ah, yeah. So what is happening in your internal world? Your actions, 
don't often speak about what is happening in your internal world. There are a lot of people who are extremely troubled on the inside. I mean, I, I'm sure you have, but I certainly have. I know of people whose children committed suicide. And you think there was nothing wrong just to look at that child on the sympathy. Right. But right. the child was obviously troubled on the inside. Right, yeah. Action responds to what is going on on the inside. Because if you're not at peace on the inside, your life reflects it. Things mm-hmm. don't go well for you if you are in turmoil on the inside. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter like what's coming your way. It's how you are on the inside that it's you. Exactly. I could be a very nice person. I could be kind to everyone. I could be giving to everyone. And on the inside, I could be worried, anxious, stressed, angry at the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and But that is what the law of attraction responds to. Law of attraction responds to the anger that you're holding inside. And it will get re- reflected in the things that happen in your life. Right, right. Well, and Zara just said, so this, this just brings up another good point. She's saying about the person that's giving. So let's say this person is very happy and very kind and gives everything that they have. But on the inside, if they're keeping score, they're saying, when am I going to get mine? I did this for you. I want something in return. Mm-hmm. That's the internal struggle that's going on that will not bring them those wonderful things because they're thinking. As they're doing it, and everybody thinks they're such a great person, but they're keeping score on the inside saying, all right, somebody needs to give this back to me or somebody. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. That's right. And a lot of times uh, from a point of view of a parent, parents say that they make sacrifices and they want acknowledgement and love back in exchange for those sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now on the inside, they're not happy. You know? Right. Yeah. It's going to the fact that they're not happy and they get more to be unhappy about because they're keeping score. Oh my goodness. Well, that definitely brings up, you know, situations and, you know, conflict with relationships that, you know, I've had with people, you know, you would think someone who is always giving, I just couldn't understand why they were, you know, never happy, but obviously they're struggling with something, you know, on their own. And, and then there's times when I've struggled with things on my own, you know, and I guess you would just need to be more self-aware when you're not in alignment with your heart and mind. And you won't feel good. Anytime you're not feeling good, Nikki, that our emotions tell us that we are not looking at things the right way. When you have yeah. negative emotion, it means that you've gone away from a place of love. Yep. And, and yeah. the way to live life is to live life from a place of love. Love for yourself, love for other people, love for humanity, love for the earth. That's why we say that love is the most important emotion. Yeah, it Everyone is. acknowledges that across the globe, any culture, any country, everyone yeah. acknowledges that. Yes, they do. And this could definitely help couples, you know, 
who are, you know, struggling with each other on certain issues, you know, within the marriage or because they're not, you know, coming from a place of love and or they are, you know, they're wanting, you know, their attentions or, you know, their wants to be fulfilled, but, you know, their heart and mind aren't aligned with each other. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that is why we call it a law. It applies to everything. I really like that. Um, so before we end our conversation, I mean, do Natalie, do you have any last thoughts to give to the audience? Well, there's people out there to help. If you're here, you're here for a reason. If you're finding law of attraction, you're finding it for a reason, just like I did when I was struggling. So that's a good point. Sarah and I have launched parenting products, some resources out there. We have um, some courses. We are available for help and information. When people post questions, we always answer a question. And we will typically develop a whole course around that particular question, whatever it may be. We have several out there for, again, when we said don't use labels, we have one for eating and nutrition for for young children that Uh parents call them picky eaters. <laughs> uh, something out there, there, but it, there's a whole bunch of courses we are available to help, and, and that's what we enjoy doing. Um, Sierra has struggled in the past too; she's been doing this longer than I have. But, but we have resources, and we know what we're talking about at this point in time. That's I'm wonderful. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say if you're struggling because you, you know, like you think you can. Do it on your own and you don't ask for help. But then if you knew how to do it on your own, you would have done it already. So if you're still... <laughs> if you're still... I know, right? <laughs> so, you know, if somebody has a question and they send us a question, we can always direct them towards resources. We have free, a bunch of free resources. We have paid programs. We offer mm-hmm. coaching. There's so many ways that you know, you can obtain what you want. We have a bunch of videos, free videos on YouTube. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things. And what we've done is the intuitive parenting portal is constructed in a way that they are bite-sized courses. Because we understand yeah. that parents don't have a lot of time. They've got a lot of plates in the air. And we also don't want them to make a big investment in a course and then that course just sits there because you don't have time to go through it, you know? Yes. Much rather have product uh, information that is exactly tailored to the question you're asking. It's short, it's concise, it has practical action steps. It tells you exactly what you need to do and off you go and you put it into action. And then you can can take the courses on you know, for example, sleeping or, you know, get rid of the body or, or for older children, you know, like a dating. They're all sorts of issues. There are literally hundreds. of issues. And we just want to give the information to parents in small chunks that are equally yeah. consumable. Well, I really appreciate that because I can only do little things, you know, small amount of time. And definitely when, you know, the boys were smaller, there is no way I could have fit in a big old coaching course. Exactly. 
So yeah, I would really appreciate that you guys were considerate of that. So again, the website is www.zmahoon.com. That's, That's right, right, website. But the Intuitive Parenting Portal is intuitiveparentingportal.com. Okay, I missed that one then. But I will put it on the show notes. So if anybody has any questions, just reach out. I love talking to them. It's been a long time when we did our prep. And then and then now when we're talking tonight, I, it just makes me remember, oh, yes, I really enjoy talking to them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank you for having us on your show. Yes, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you, ladies. <laughs> love this episode of motherhood unfiltered it's going to be okay podcast head over to apple spotify or amazon podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you